You're listening to The Kylo Show, the podcast where we talk about how to keep your love on no matter what and why whole healthy families are going to save the world. And it starts right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Kylo Show. We're back again. Oh, my gosh. But we have someone new oh, with you're, us. Oh, you probably noticed. You may have noticed. If you're watching, mm-hmm. you've noticed mm-hmm. there is a... Third person here. There's another beautiful woman on the set. Dr. Margaret Nagib or Nagib? Either one works. Either one works. Keep them guessing, she said. <laughs> Either one she works. She is our famous psychologist friend that uh, we all go to whenever we our life falls apart. I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> now, people say, you know, like, who does Danny and Sherry Silk go to when they are in trouble? Professional. Dr. <laughs> Margaret Nagib. Nagib. Yes. Didn't yep. Neither one. <clears throat> That's why I charge you double. Boom. <laughs> I know. I know. No kidding. You are amazing at what you do. You're, I mean, so much fun. We've been working with her all week, and it's just so much fun to be around. It has been fun. You are, and you guys have been great. You are, you're a wealth of knowledge. I remember sitting in... And the course that you've done for us, just listening, thinking, this woman is a genius. She's a genius. She wow. is. Yes. Everyone, everyone needs a little bit of Margaret in their lives. Everybody Thank I you. know, everybody I know <clears throat> calls you up when they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> it's what I do. Friend, loving on purpose board member. Yes. All That's around. new too. I know. Yeah. I know. We're kind of into the first mm-hmm. year of that. They're sucking me in. There it is. Here we go. This is what happens. <laughs> you get too close, <laughs> just, you're in. Now what are we going to do? It's like Hotel California. Mm-hmm. You can never leave. Out. You can never leave. But now you are a co-contributor to our Life Academy. Yeah. We just filmed an e-course. We did. We did. Yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, we we were talking like, well, what should we do? I don't know. She says, well, how about something about stress and trauma? Mm-hmm. Like, what? How yeah. About, yes. There's none Please. of that in the world. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Yes. So overcoming overwhelm, mm-hmm. understanding stress, trauma, and triggers. Yeah, it's a mouthful. <laughs> it's something we all can relate to. Yes. Right. Very great. good. Right. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. So we met. I don't even know where we first met, but it was mm-hmm. hundred years ago. I remember. Ago? No, 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 <laughs> it was in Indiana. Was it really? You were doing a conference at Valparaiso. Yeah, really? yeah. And I had just decided I was going to move to Reading for a little while. Oof. Yeah. And at the end of the prayer time, I walked through the prayer time, and you and Sherry were there. Yes. And as I walked by you, I said, "Hey guys, I'll see you in Reading this summer." Wow. And you just know. went. Okay. Yeah. You, you didn't know me from yeah. Adam? Okay, lady. Whatever. <laughs> that's nice. Like, that's never happened before. And then I had heard you were a social worker in a past life. It's true. So I... then when I got to Reading, I don't know if you know this, but when I got to Reading, I tracked him down. Oh. And I was like, I wanted to talk shop with him, you yeah, know? Okay. And like get the feel for what the psychology industry was like in Reading. Yeah. Industry. So. That's a big word for yeah. Reading. I learned that. <laughs> I think that's what you said to me 10 years ago or whatever it was. Yeah. Yes. The industry. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, the platform and the reach of Bethel kind of opens it up significantly mm-hmm. past Reading. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so we kind of 
got to know each other around a common interest. Yep. My background in social work. I never got licensed, yeah. so I need to throw that out there. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's fine. That's I'm fine. kind of a non-union. You can uh, be unlicensed. a part of the club anyway. Yeah, it's yeah, all good. Yeah, yeah. It's, I am a, yeah, I like to play this game, but uh, <laughs> never actually got to the big leagues mm-hmm. like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what I loved about watching you and your crew was you took all the psychological stuff and make, made it like everyday from the pulpit. Yeah. And it was brilliant. It was very and, sneaky. And people were, you know, eating it up, yes. you know, and growing Where in wholeness. Where is coming from? And not even knowing yeah. what, like they, what was happening. So lots of, lots so of really helpful I stuff. I had fun watching kind of you bringing it to a different, you know, venue, so to speak. Yeah. I, I remember that when, um, when the Israelites left Egypt, uh-huh. right? They basically gathered up all the stuff from from Egypt and took it with them out into the desert. And then when God tells Moses, I want you to build me this fantastically marvelous, beautiful tabernacle. Mm-hmm. The Israelites had all the components. They took it from Egypt and they built this house for God. Huh in the middle of a desert from material they got from Egypt. Interesting. Yes. So that's what you did. That's kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's exactly. Yeah, right. that's, totally. that's what I was yeah. thinking. So So how much overlap <clears throat> is there from like your background and your background as social work? Like how much overlap does that have? Because you're talking like you kind of studied all the same things and you have appreciation for the practical that he brought in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not I, I know you, obviously, sure. really well. Nice because, to meet you. Uh-huh, yes. know you my whole life. Mm-hmm. We are just more becoming friends, but I'd love to hear a bit more of, like, what's the overlap that has happened and that you've so willingly partnered with Loving on Purpose? You chose us. That's what I feel like you chose us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think... You said yes. You said I think yes. the journey that God had me on at that time was, you know, he threw me into the realm of the soul, mm. you know, mind, will, and emotions. I went to grad school. I like to tell people I have a mortgage on my brain that I'm still paying off, mm. you know, to get my doctorate. And, um, you know, went to a school where I learned about integration of faith and psychology. But God sent me to Reading to know to really go deep with the spirit, right? Mm. We're body, soul, and spirit. Yeah. And so I think what I got to watch Danny do was take that more in the realm of the spirit and talk about what does it look like as a spirit-filled Christian mm-hmm. to heal your soul, mm-hmm. right? Because if your soul isn't whole, then how you interpret spiritual things can get a little... Twisted. <laughs> a little twisted. <laughs> twisted I'm glad word. you said it, not me. <laughs> I would have used a different word. Yeah. And so then I got to sit back and watch kind of, oh, like this is what practical... We call it integration in the Christian psychology world. Like how do you integrate your faith with the science of psychology. Mm. And so I got to watch practical integration, but not just integration of like, oh, let's talk about the Bible in a session Mm -hmm. or let's pray in a session. It was like, how do we bring the presence of God? That's what how I was thinking. How Mm. do I bring the presence of God into a session and the power of God for healing into a session? And that's why God dropped me off at the front door in Reading Mm. to learn that. And so he was a model. You were a model to to me of that. And that's That's what makes you really stand out to all of us who so value the presence of God Mm -hmm. is the, the integration work that 
you became an expert in. So mm-hmm. what we would call inner healing in the church, mm-hmm. it really mm-hmm. begins to be the the translation of healing the soul through the spirit. Right. Body right. combo. So right. body, soul, and spirit wholeness. Mm-hmm. You are, you know, the the highly skilled crafts woman mm-hmm. that comes in and 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 kind of introduces electric tools exactly. to the church power tools, <laughs> power yeah, tools. That's right. it's ex- and i remember thinking that's exactly how i felt yeah so for a season it was actually right before i got to reading god threw some inner healing tools in my hand i didn't know fumbled through it started using them and what was so fun is all of my psychological tools were not accessible and God said, let me do it. Watch me. Mm. See what happens mm. when you let me do it. Yeah. And I would come out of sessions with people, just my mind was blown yeah. because I would literally see things like OCD, eating disorders, bipolar, healed. And my scientific mind was like, this is not possible. Yeah. But my heart and my spirit knew I've been reading in the spot, reading this in the Bible for years, and yet didn't know what to do with it because mm-hmm. like is this hyperbole mm-hmm. like does he really heal all diseases mm-hmm. you know how do i how do i figure that out so reading was my season of let god showing me how to bring those two worlds together and now i absolutely love it yeah because yeah. then when i left reading he brought it back full circle <clears throat> whereas now i was like i don't need to use any psychological <laughs> tools those are so piddly yeah. compared to you know letting god show up in a session but he started guiding me then he started like dampening the dial on that so I would go back to my psychological tools because he wanted me to put the two together because we are body soul and spirit the word soul is the Greek word psyche where we get psychology from and psychology is the study of your mind your will and emotions and if he designed us that way then we need healing in all three parts and psychology is just you know it's like you know the cardiac's the cardiac specialist who gets the heart, mm-hmm. psychology throws everything at, let's understand the soul and what the soul needs. Mm. Um, so when you partner those three things, body, you know, understanding the body and healing the body, understanding the soul and healing the soul, and then understanding the spirit, man, it's like throwing, oh no, it's nitrous like, into a yeah. car engine. Boom. <laughs> Oh, here we go. We're on to cars now. All of a sudden, I got an image of my brother and his nitrous oxide in his car engines. So, yeah. A little boost. Yeah. So, yeah. I need I needed um, models of that. Mm. And so, your dad was a model to, of that to me. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Which is fun. Yeah. I've just heard your name for okay. years and years. And then we met when we did the ki- our, our conference in, was it January 2020? That's when yeah. I feel like I first met you. Yeah. Maybe in passing, I met you somewhere else, but then... That was the first time I ever heard you teach. When? Was oh, at your, con- yeah. your conference? Yeah. You've never heard yeah. you teach January come to our Yeah, thanks for making yeah. me do a 12-minute or the, most, the hardest you know? thing I've ever yeah. done you know, in my life. That's our job. Our job is to introduce you to tough stuff. Okay, yeah. that's what we do here. <laughs> I'm starting to see that, yeah. yeah. Well, you know what's really cool is then what I learned was my psychology world needed more of the spirit. Mm-hmm. But then when I was in kind of, you know... Um, a church in a setting where the spirit was really valued and the presence was really valued, what I what I recognized was, oh gosh, they kind of need a little more psychology. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> right? I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. We want to over-spiritualize so, everything. Yeah. I mean, we, we learn from each other and ultimately it's about bridging any gaps. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a 
a conditioning that, you know, and then eventually, I don't know if it's getting older, I'm not sure what it is, but all of a sudden, maybe not me, it's it's just, the body, you know, like, oh, the like, body. like yeah. I just invited a vegan yeah. to a barbecue, uh-huh. right? You know, <laughs> you were wondering, what did we <laughs> have to bring that up? <laughs> well, it's too late. Edit that out, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, the whole thing around wholeness has to do really with, you know, are you, are you sick? Because mm-hmm. if you're sick, that affects everything as well. Mm-hmm. It, you know, if I was in pain for 12 years with my back yeah. and it affected my personality, yeah. you know, it affected my, my hope, mm-hmm. it affected my energy, it affected so much. And I, I was in survival mode probably the last four years. I was just coping mm-hmm. with my, what was expected of me and, and mm-hmm. what I had to do next <coughs> and what I had to keep doing mm-hmm. just to... Mm-hmm function and yes. you know as a human yeah. being on this yeah. planet i had yeah. to i had to keep doing stuff with no nothing in sight of this changing only degrading mm. even further yeah. and so i was yeah. i was in bad Absolutely. shape yeah i'm always fascinated how the body soul and spirit really do work in a partnership mm-hmm. and we often try and separate them Mm-hmm. It's, it, I don't know if one feels easier to control than the other. If that's is that the default that we mm-hmm. feel more control of your body because you work out, you've got that dialed in, but you don't want to talk about your heart or any of those. Par- like, what is it that we do we le- lean towards one that we feel more able to control? That is such a great question. I think everyone has the one that they lean towards. That mm-hmm. they're so w- when I came, you know, God threw me into that next season because mm-hmm. I was too strong up here. Like I had this really powerful soul. And so I start to re- rely on that soul. And it was like, oh, well, no wonder I don't. Why is it that when I worship and sing these songs that are like, the Lord is amazing, I don't feel it. Well, because mm-hmm. I can't fully access that with my soul. I need my spirit to mm-hmm. access that. So I needed to grow in that. So I think a good question we can ask ourselves is, Look at your history, body, soul, and spirit. What part of you was nurtured the most? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I went to a doc, got my master's, I got my doctorate. I did, you know, everything was, my mind was nurtured the most. And so I was strong there. But I wasn't really nurtured in the things of the spirit. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't an athlete, so I'm not really, <laughs> I don't think I was but so you're, you're nurtured in the of now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but See? I go, yes. See? Yes, we're working on that. Yes. We're working on that. So, um. So that's actually how I think about people when they come to me. I think body, soul, spirit. And as they're talking, I go, okay, what part is kind of maybe lacking? Mm -hmm. And then how can we begin to give them experiences so that they can start to nurture that? Mm -hmm. So when they come to me and say, well, I just don't hear God and I don't know this and I don't know that. Oh, sweetheart, your spirit just wasn't nurtured, was it? And then they go, well, kind of, yeah, no. Okay. So Mm -hmm. there's things that we can do to nurture that part of you or nurture, teach you things about boundaries and Mm-hmm. You know, emotional health that will nurture that soul part. And then maybe with the body, you know, I found out one person, one point I was vitamin, extremely vitamin D deficient. That's and for a Chicago little Chicago while, from Chicago, <laughs> it was after I came back from California. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know why. Oh. I think I just, I have to You're take inside. it for the rest of my life now. Oh, wow. But I was in like a, a few months where I was like diagnosing myself going, I think I have major depression and yet mm-hmm. I have nothing to be depressed about. Mm. And then, thank God, my doctor was like, this sounds like vitamin D. Started taking vitamin D. It is my best friend. Okay. My best friend. So, yes, the body, 
we can have something wrong with the body that then looks like a psychological problem or a spiritual problem, mm. right? We can have something going on spiritually that then creates a physical problem. Yeah. Like Luke 13, the woman who was bent over for 18 years, mm. she had a back problem. For 18 years, she was stuck in a you know bent over position. Mm -hmm. Jesus sees her and he calls it out. There's a spirit that's been afflicting you. Mm. He gets rid of that spirit by saying a few things. And then all of a sudden she straightens up and she, and then the next thing she starts doing is praising God. Mm. So what does that tell you? It tells you that she could have gone to a modern day ortho guy and they wouldn't have been able to help her because it was a spiritual thing that was causing, mm. pressing her. But then the fact that she immediately straightened up and praised God tells me that it did affect her spirit. But then sure. the minute that spirit, other spirit was gone, yeah. the praise came right back to life, you know? So... It's kind of fun because you kind of feel like a detective with people. <laughs> Plus, you're talking to God about it. And sometimes I have this game with God, like, well, God, I think it's this. What do you and then he totally wows me and he just goes, no, yeah. sweetheart, it was that, you know. Good, good guess. And then you have those off, like the office show moments where mm -hmm. you and your client look at each other and you go, you get the wide-eyed <laughs> thing and you go, oh, my God, neither one of us saw that coming. Yeah. So partnering with God mm -hmm. um, is just my favorite thing ever. Yeah, I think that should be most people's favorite thing ever. So, you know, that's the best place to be leaning into. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. We've been on a body, soul, and spirit kind of kick lately, just understanding and trying to clarify that message um, and the alignment and the partnership and how needed it is to be aware of all mm -hmm. those things because mm -hmm. we don't, it's somewhere suffering, mm -hmm. which means you are suffering. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what it feels like. Mm -hmm. So. I think the whole healthy families are going to save the world mm -hmm. piece is uh, kind of opened it up for all of us. Like, oh, we have got to take a look at the the streams of income, if you will, coming, you know, like, what are we drawing from the spirit? What mm -hmm. are we drawing from the soul? What are we drawing from the mm -hmm. body mm -hmm. in our own behaviors if we're mm -hmm. going to be doing this and i think all of us kind of look around and go oh oh i gotta we're gonna better hold better adjust <laughs> whatever, yeah. and it's it's yeah. it's a great um self-awareness term for us you know whole healthy families is not just about uh necessarily about keep your love on or or loving on purpose it, it's very much i mean cr when christian comes in here and He's like, uh, well, I just got back from the gym. I was going to the gym, and after the gym, I'm going back to the gym. We're like, good grief, dude, you know? Which, well, he doesn't sound like that. Yeah, well, but but that's, how, that's how I hear it. That's all I hear sure. when you talk. And uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I haven't been to the gym in a long time. Mm -hmm. A long time. And all I think about when I go to the gym is hurting my back. Mm. Like, I do never, I mm -hmm. never want to be in that kind of pain ever again. So what can I do? I jump on my tractor. I can split wood i can yeah. you know, move around i'll just keep you know i'll just keep active i'll do that oh my god i hurt i'm sore I, you know I, my well, body there's body trauma too gosh you know there's mm. body trauma are we too, going into a so. session i would say you better be careful you're gonna get a session right here there we're gonna make sure that this is captured <laughs> body trauma <laughs> That's it's, exactly so funny. it's in there it's definitely it's logged a real in there. It's, thing. A, it's a trigger it's in the yourselves word, yeah the name jim yourselves. triggers me jim. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, not James. I can do James, but Jim, <laughs> that just triggers me. <laughs> I get that. You get that.
So the the fun part is we just did this course together, which mm-hmm. is the overcoming overwhelm, mm-hmm. understanding stress, trauma, and triggers. Mm-hmm. Why did you pick those three words as your subtitle? Well, I, originally that. I was thinking trauma. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, realize that the minute you say trauma, a lot of people check out because they think, well, I I haven't had any like sexual abuse or major thing happen in my life. And, 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 um, and there's some truth to that. Like trauma is sexual abuse and really big things, but trauma is actually bigger than that. And people don't realize that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I wanted to definitely talk about trauma because I think a lot more people have some kind of trauma that they're dealing with that they don't even realize. Mm -hmm. But then I realized, wow, you know, stress and triggers are all a part of the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so why not? Why, why not, not just, just throw them all throw in there? Throw all the scary words into one spot. Throw them all in <laughs> one spot because um, they all create overwhelm. And they all, you know, the, the journey God has, on, has had me on now in the last few years as a psychologist is now really going after the body and understanding the body and how the body psychologically is a factor in all of this. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, stress, trauma, triggers is all about your body, you know, having a reaction. And if you don't know that, you can spin in the process of like, well, what is this about? And, you know, let me lie on the couch and talk about my mother. (laughs) But if you don't help the body then come back, you know, that would be like you going to the gym and completely ignoring your body, right? If you don't focus on the fact that this is my brain thinking that it's always in a threat, then you're not going to be able to heal. So stress, even though it's more probably benign or seemingly benign Mm -hmm. versus trauma, it's all the same thing. It's all your body reacting to something that it perceives as threatening or your mind also reacting to something that it perceives as threatening. Um, But now you've got all the chemicals. You literally are sitting in a soup of chemicals, Mm. cortisol, adrenaline, right? Mm. And so now the body is taking... You know, if you think body, soul, spirit right now, which one's running the show Mm. in trauma or when we're in stress or we're triggered, the body and the brain are running the show. Yeah. And that's why later when all those, you know, stress hormones calm down Uh and you look back and you go, oh, 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 boy, (laughs) did I I say that? (laughs) Did I think that way? I can't believe I even saw it that way. Like Hulk smash. That felt like a 10. And now I look at it and it's a two. Mm-hmm. It's it's a two. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. So that's a body. That's your brain. There's no shame in that. But let's understand that. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to people to understand that. I wanted to teach that. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make it accessible. So whether you have, you know, big T trauma, we talk about that in the course, or you just want help with everyday stress. Yeah. Understanding your physiology will help you with that greatly. And it takes the shame out of it mm. immensely. Uh, you know, I think of when I think of the, the word trauma or just the way it's used today, it is it has morphed so much. And I think PTSD really kind of ushered in the idea that trauma is something that will happen to your soul. Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. trauma centers and head trauma and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. physical trauma all all that was so yeah. related to the body mm-hmm. in my understanding of trauma for so long oh so, interesting yeah so when you begin to uh i mean i i've, I've yet to hear it spirit trauma you know mm, but maybe yeah. that's on the horizon yeah. you know but yeah. body was yeah. war and 
car accidents and yep. you know just concussions and yep. what have you. And now we have this actual understanding of post-traumatic stress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like wow, that mm-hmm. that has messed up a bunch of folks. And and now it has come down to um, you know being in a, a, a dysfunctional relationship. You know, mm-hmm. you you have PTSD from that relationship. Mm-hmm. It can happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it can happen. So, I mean, you go all the way from war to, <coughs> mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, just a, a gnarly yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when we're talking about, you know, big T trauma, we're talking about life-threatening mm-hmm. kind of things, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but anytime we're experiencing something that overwhelms our ability to cope, mm-hmm. right, that can be experienced as a trauma. So that's where relationship stress, ongoing relationship stress, you know, it continually is exceeding your ability to deal with it. Well, your brain and body are going to start to, you know, try to, to manage that for you. It's actually the brain's survival mechanism. Sure. It's, help, it's trying to help you. Yeah. But then we can get stuck. We can get stuck always in fight or flight. Running from the saber-toothed tigers. Right, happen, right? Which, which is, is your... why people stay in abusive relationships or dysfunctional mm. relationships. Is that's the fight or flight flight or freeze. Oh, so your body starts to catalog this as normal. Yeah. Okay. And so now it looks for normal. It's used to getting that hit of adrenaline and cortisol every day. Wow. And it's like, oh, this is what we do. And you start to get a little healthy and peaceful and your brain goes, where's my cortisol That's and wrong. my adrenaline? Yeah. And then we I call it. I want peace. I want more. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. And then so we tend to reenact our traumas. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's childhood neglect or, you know, whatever it may be, it's what becomes normal to the brain. So part of getting whole is is needing to teach the brain a new way of doing things. Mm. And uh, that can be a little bit of a challenge, but it's completely doable. But, you know, we, we love to say in our world, never the same, never the same. Yeah. Like this happened and I was never the same. Mm-hmm. In that moment, it was like, you know, when you have a, um, what do they call that on your phone when you have to reboot? No update Mm -hmm. when you update your phone Mm -hmm. in those moments when someone's like, I don't even think that way anymore. I can't even think to think that way anymore. They actually had an update. Yes. Their brain had an update. Yes. And that's what we all want. Like when they come to me, they're like, can you give me an update? Can you just download it right now? Yes, please. Yes. (laughs) I want to go to sleep and wake up new. I'm getting notification. (laughs) (laughs) There's this thing that won't leave me alone. Ignore, ignore, ignore. Yeah, not now. No, tomorrow. Remind me tomorrow. Yeah. So we can update. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it happens in a transformational moment where you're like, I don't know what just happened, but it just changed. But sometimes it's it's you've got the old one and you build, you build, you build, you build, and then finally it equals out and your brain goes, Oh, we don't need the old anymore. Mm. So both I tell people both is transformation. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to do the work if if maybe your brain needs that kind of transformation? If if for whatever reason you're not going to get the instant transformation, is this kind of like a Caroline Leaf has the switch on your brain, like the highways that you are the patterns you cre- carve out these highways of normal until you create a roadblock and you have to move yourself to thinking differently. Yes, so the brain learns by repetition. Why? Because you creating those neural pathways, mm-hmm. and the more repi- the more you repeat something, which this is so humbling and convicting to me. What are the things that I repeat every freaking day? Mm. Yeah, every day. I'm reading whatever you repeat, putting you will you. learn, <laughs> and you will be. You will do. If yeah. it's good, great. If it's not, but the good news about that is you can change that. 
can upload. Yeah. Upgrade. Yeah. So yeah, the neural pathways. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. That's it's wild to think about. I reading the Atomic Habits book. It talks about what are the first five things you do every single day. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I found myself irritated. <laughs> like, Convicted? Yeah. Disappointed. Sure. I'm so disappointed <laughs> in me right now. Why? <laughs> yeah. And then without having, and I just was reading this today, you know, without creating an actual plan and telling yourself this is w- how mm. and why I'm going to do this. Yep. You you just have good intentions. You're like, You'll just I do the same thing you this. did yesterday. I'm, exactly. Yeah. So kind of the activation of I'm putting the roadblock in, I'm trying to redirect myself to a new path of a simple mm-hmm. change of, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you had a great session with your therapist and they're helping well, you. You told me the story yesterday of doing a SWAT with your family, I which did. blew me away. I'm like, what family does SWAT? <laughs> I don't think I've ever done a SWAT <laughs> in my whole life. Sure. So what I saw happen when you were talking about that SWAT is it did. It made you slow down and, and notice what were our automatic patterns that we've just learned. Like it's innocent, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. What are and our automatic what, patterns? Really, what were the patterns that we thought nobody else could see <laughs> yeah. that maybe we were aware of aren't so great? <laughs> what did we think we were getting away with? <laughs> and who pointed them out? Yeah. Oh, the children. Yes. All the children said, the no, students. The students. <laughs> yeah. You keep saying this thing is really important, but you're not acting like it's really important. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But you teacher, you spell it like this. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it was. I think the beauty of our family and our culture is giving space for that feedback with the kids uh, and learning, leaning into, okay, what are we going to do? Because either we keep teaching them that what we say isn't as important or we actually make change and we say it is important, mm-hmm. which I want them to grow up believing our words and what we say and support. So. And they're watching you All the time. change. Mm-hmm. You know, they watched you on this, I think I'm getting away with this. <laughs> and then you get, you get feedback, you mm-hmm. get confronted within your family unit and you adjust. Yeah. You're like, okay, the leaders adjust to feedback. I guess we all adjust to feedback. Mm-hmm. And that's culture. Which is is a fun thing, but it didn't. It did cause a trigger in in a moment. I was like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. Uh, so leading with your body, definitely. My my breath was uh, it was shallow. It was quick. It was okay. Don't look. Don't turn red. Don't turn red of embarrassment right now. That was definitely in that moment. Later on, Ben and I were laughing, but it was. It's kind of you're talking about your body and we did this course and I feel like I'm so aware of what am I doing? Oh my gosh, I'm doing a thing. It's happening. It's happening to me. So thank you. And I'm frustrated at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so aware of, Oh, I need to slow down. Why do I need to slow down? Well, it's like, I don't know about you, but when I first, tried to learn to drive. I remember feeling like you need me to watch this mirror and that mirror and look yes. over here. I'm watching could, my daughter do it right now. I couldn't do it all. So I think when you learn something new, it feels like that. Like you feel hyper vigilant of it all. Sure. But over time, it becomes more natural and you do I'm, it I'm automatically. Praying so. yeah. I'm praying that that's yeah. what's going to Keep practicing <laughs> and you'll create a new neural pathway. A new one. All right, we're just putting up our blocks. Okay, no, we're going this way, guys. We're going this way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, the driving analogy is great. I do remember feeling overwhelmed. That mirror? How many mirrors am I supposed to look at one time mm-hmm. in 30 seconds? I remember we got to the bottom of a, our hill. There's a stop sign. And Levi, 16-year-old Levi, says, which which way turns that blinker on? I'm like, uh, 
up. Because <laughs> you don't even Is think it, about I, it yeah, anymore. Yeah, I'm right. so searching, searching. Like I, I don't even know the answer to that question. Yes. It's oh, been stored in your memory. I guess I do. Yes. It's just way, way, way no, back No, it's stored. There. It's automatic. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Mm. So the, the course that we have mm-hmm. that you did, Overcoming mm-hmm. Overwhelmed, Understanding your stress triggers or trauma and triggers Mm -hmm. is an amazing course that we have now. Um, It's on our life caddy Academy caddy life caddy life caddy life Life academy. Just pull it behind you. Uh Just carry it around. But you've partnered with us, which we feel so honored to have um, you join us and, and really bring your, your gifts to people that trust us and hopefully trust you Mm because we trust you. Mm -hmm. But what would you tell people that they're going to receive and experience from this course if they take it? Like Mm -hmm. what's your heart for Mm -hmm. them? My heart is to give you new language that will make your brain go, oh, I've never thought about it this way. And because you've never thought about it this way, when you start applying what you learn in the course, you're going to see change quickly Mm -hmm. and almost immediately because it's going to pull you out of the way you've been thinking about it that may help, but it's limiting you from the ways in which you're not quite making it click for yourself. Mm-hmm. So stress is something we experience every day. Right. Um, even in my own life, there's just ways I'm used to handling certain things. Like you didn't see it. You needed someone else to go yeah. to wake you up. And it was a little, a little bit of a harsh reality at mm-hmm, first, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you feel a little sh- ashamed, but, um, because I bring in the body so much in this conversation, you're going to feel so empowered Mm -hmm. because it's just a reaction. Just like thoughts are just thoughts. You don't Mm -hmm. have to believe every thought that you have and you don't have to think every bodily reaction means the end of the world Mm -hmm. either. So if you can understand how you're designed, then you can work with it, which is what I hear you describing. Like I'm so aware now, but Oh, I'm aware now. And yeah. so I can, I feel empowered mm-hmm. to do something, make a change, make an adjustment. And my body's actually trying to help me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the, the dash lights on your car, mm-hmm. your body's starting to overheat. Well, you can keep driving, but please slow down. <laughs> Why don't you slow down and figure out what's happening? Yeah. And then your, your body and everything's going to function better and you're going to move faster towards your, where you want to go. So I think people are going to come away feeling more empowered with really practical things Mm. that they're going to try and they're going to see shift right away. Mm. That's my hope. And um, then they can get back to the business of what's important to me. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, how can I use all of this to help me? In psychology, we call this a stress enhancing mindset. Mm. So when you don't, when you get overwhelmed by stress, stress is scary and you hate it and you want to get rid of it. Yeah. But when you understand that stress doesn't have to be bad, then you use it to work for you. You know, like so really great athletes are really good at that. Like we just all watched the Olympics. I mean, I can't imagine the amount of stress. You watch the Olympics? Well, I mean, I watched parts of it. (laughs) You're the one. I'm the one one person. (laughs) Yeah, the only one. And so I think, you know, elite athletes become elite athletes, not just because they're talented, Mm -hmm. but because they've learned how to manage this and manage their physiological responses and make it work towards you. So why not be the elite athletes mm-hmm. in stress, trauma, and triggers? Is that yeah. like so corny? I, just the the hope of stress doesn't have to <clears throat> disable me or yeah. paralyze me. Yeah, just that revelation right there mm-hmm. um, that people can lean into it mm-hmm. instead of just be paralyzed of it. Yeah, yeah that's there you that's go. a it's an empowering 
thought that mm-hmm. it, I mean honestly stress I'm I am avoiding stress almost as much as possible but now I'm thinking okay I am going to have stress it's not going to go anywhere mm-hmm. so what are we going to mm-hmm. do with it it's uh, you know when when you label something like stress and you only use it in a negative connotation mm-hmm. then everyone automatically believes oh that is bad yeah, yeah. you know that's yeah. that's something to avoid yeah, yeah. and I heard somebody recently talking about, um, you know, when you retire, you know, you 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 have this picture in your head that your life's going to be stress free. Mm-hmm. You're going to go to a Corona commercial, you know, and you're going to just sit there for the rest of your life, or like heaven. People think that heaven <laughs> is a giant Corona commercial. You, know, you, oh you just God. sit there and worship God on the beach, and like, no, heaven's got to be better than earth was, right? Mm-hmm. And so much of, of earth's fulfillment is our lives engaged where there is stress. So you can only go relax on a beach for so long, and then you're now you're stressed out from that. You're like, I am stressed <laughs> out of emails. boredom. You're like, please, somebody, do something. I don't know, Danny. I'm really good at doing nothing. Like, girl, I've made an art girl. of doing nothing. Don't Girl. let the doctorate fool you. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> I'm really good at doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. I can tell. I can tell. So there is that engagement stress that comes from interacting with people and solving mm-hmm. problems and getting results. And there is this reward loop yeah. that, that happens in our systems that, that we keep working back to joy. We keep working back to joy. And I think that's, you know, that's hardwired into mm-hmm. our creation that we are you know we're we're in need of a comforter mm-hmm. you know we're in need of a counselor we're in need of to be reminded of stuff because of this loop and if you if we short circuit that with drugs or avoidance or neglect or whatever then i think we really are missing the whole point of a satisfying life is there is a a way to put these Mm -hmm. trials and tribulations to work to get us back to joy yeah it's survival mode Mm -hmm. and we all know it we've all been in survival mode and sometimes we don't know anything else we're doing our best Mm -hmm. right but deep inside us we have that nag like something doesn't i don't feel fully alive i don't feel like fully me Mm -hmm. if this is all life is like really Mm -hmm. really so listen to that, yeah. right? Because it will, you will have that because you were created for something more. Yeah. Um, and you're in survival mode. Once again, no shame in that. So how can we help you get out of survival mode? Because survival mode for too long, you know, stress isn't the problem. Chronic stress is the problem. And, and believe it or not, survival mode, the person sitting on the beach because they don't know what else to do, that's chronic stress and they just don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not getting back to joy, I think that, that would be survival mode. Like I'm just living in the stress. Right. I never got back to the joy. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah. stress should lead me to some level of satisfaction in life. And it can. Yeah. Yeah. It can absolutely help you get back to what's important to you. Yeah. It's like the fuel almost. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're back to that. <laughs> we are. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this This Kylo show. Um, It was it was fun to just pick your brain and have you share your heart 
for this course that you've partnered with us in and mm -hmm. so excited for everyone to have access to it. So, you know, just remember that whole healthy families are going to save the world. And thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. Never miss an episode of The Kylo Show by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch us on the Loving on Purpose YouTube channel. Don't forget to submit your questions and testimonies to thekyloshow.com. The Kylo Show is produced by Ali Armading, co-produced by Ashley Beck and Anna Hill, sound engineer and edited by Taylor Silk, and show promoter Christian Zamora. Don't forget, whole healthy families, gonna save the world.